In this episode, we're going to talk about humanistic psychology. Humanistic psychologists see humans as affected by external and internal influences, but self-determining. Psychology should concern itself with subjective experience rather than general laws, as we are all unique, a person-centred approach. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the four lower levels must be met before the individual can work towards self-actualization, a growth need. Self-actualization refers to the innate tendency that each of us has to want to achieve our full potential and become the best we can possibly be. The self refers to the ideas and values that characterise I and me and includes perception of what I am and what I can do. Rogers argued that personal growth requires an individual's concept of self to be congruent with their ideal self. If too big a gap, the person will experience a state of incongruence and self-actualisation isn't possible. Issues such as worthlessness and low self-esteem have their roots in childhood and are due to a lack of unconditional positive regard from our parents. A parent who sets boundaries on their love for their child by claiming I will only love you if is storing up psychological problems for that child in future. In Rogers' client-centred therapy, an effective therapist should provide the client with three things. Genuineness, empathy and unconditional positive regard. The aim is to increase feelings of self-worth and reduce incongruence between the self-concept and the ideal self. Rogers' work transformed psychotherapy. Non-directive counselling techniques are practised, not only in clinical settings, but throughout education, health, social work and industry. One strength is that humanistic psychology is anti-reductionist. Humanistic psychologists reject any attempt to break up behaviour and experience into smaller components. They advocate holism, the idea that subjective experience can only be understood by considering the whole person. This approach may have more validity than its alternatives by considering meaningful human behaviour within its real-world context. However, a counterpoint to this is that humanistic psychology, unlike behaviourism, has relatively few concepts that can be reduced to single variables and measured. This means that humanistic psychology in general is short on empirical evidence to support its claims. Another strength is the approach is a positive one. Humanistic psychologists have been praised for promoting a positive image of the human condition, seeing people as in control of their lives and having the freedom to change. Freud saw human beings as prisoners of their past and claimed all of us existed somewhere between common unhappiness and absolute despair. Therefore, humanistic psychology offers a refreshing and optimistic alternative. One limitation is that the approach may be guilty of a cultural bias. Many humanistic ideas, for example self-actualisation, would be more associated with individualist cultures such as the United States. Collectivist cultures such as India, which emphasise the needs of the group, may not identify so easily with the ideals and values of humanistic psychology. Therefore, it is possible that the approach does not apply universally and is a product of the cultural context within which it was developed.